Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig and Michelle in our podcast, Sex Addictions and Porn Afflictions. Yo, this one goes out to sex afflictions and addictions. Oh, yeah. We tell you how to survive and thrive, to restore intimacy and love to your life, to overcome porn and sex addiction. Ain't no easy task, man. It's a mission. But tune in and take a listen. And we'll teach you how to get back to living. Responsibility and integrity for that mindfulness and positive energy. Tune in to Sex Afflictions and Addictions at Spreaker.com slash users. Hey, everybody. This is Michelle and... Um, I'm here too. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, we have uh, taken a little bit of a break and I think I'm feeling a little rusty. So I apologize. We've got to get back into our uh, our swing of things with our podcast. You know, we say that every single time. We do. And um, I really mean it this time, but life gets really busy and we've been so busy with work and uh, our course and it's been an exciting year, but our goal for 2015 is to... Um, do our podcast on a regular basis, and I mean that. And what does regular basis mean, just so we can help hold you accountable live <laughs> on the air? Twice a month. Twice a month, all right. I all thought right. you were gonna go for Ooh. weekly. Hey everybody, what's up out there? Today's a very special day in the history of sex addictions and porn afflictions, our podcast. Um, <laughs> we have a guest, and we've never had a guest before, and Michelle, how cool is that? Tell us a little bit about our guests. Well, I, I'm just so excited that our friend here wanted to be on the air and, and yeah. asked to be a part of our show because uh, she feels that, that she can be an influence to others and be a support to other women. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Well, we, we, we um, and I'm going to get to Lexi in a second, but when we can put away the shame around this problem and we can start talking about healthy sexuality without censorship and banning porn and 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 just talk about who do we want to be as in my case husband and wife or if you're in a relationship and the more people that talk about this the more inclined that you people out there listening to this are going to get help and start prioritizing your sexual health and grow closer together in your relationship and it's and you're right and it's amazing when there's a willingness to share because the the um the default is we don't share because it's embarrassing it's humiliating it's um it has a, a bearing on us and and that's not the case and the more of us that start becoming open and especially um with um well this is a, a huge problem all over the place but especially with the younger generation which this guest is a, um, Lexi is a, well, part of, <laughs> wait, wait, oh, wait, well, I have okay, something to okay. say. Um, it's such <laughs> a big issue that it really needs to be discussed in a different way now because, um, the younger generation, the effects on them are a little different than, um, or the, 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 the workings around it are a little different than the, um, with the older, with, with our generation. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's an important concept to really, really start having open discussions mm -hmm. about. Do you agree, Craig? I absolutely agree, and ladies and gentlemen, it is a distinct <laughs> honor and a privilege to introduce a very, very special person in our lives, 
Lexi Crump. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Or say hello, Lexi. <laughs> I'm so excited, you guys. I'm hyped. So, I'm super so, so we don't get too many people right. coming to us saying, hey, we want to share our story. And since we've started mm -hmm. working together, I know you're going to talk a little bit about that. What are you doing here? I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> okay, well, I definitely started from the fact that I work with you guys. That's what gave me Well, the what do courage. you do? Tell everybody okay, what, what you right. help us do. Because Lexi's me, an just... important part of our team, an inspiration to us, and we're so happy to have her. And we love her dearly. This is some Absolutely. universal stuff, how we came into each other's lives. This is like divine intervention stuff. Yeah, amen um, to that. So I do, um, I help Craig and Michelle with the social media and marketing. Um, but also at the time that I met Craig, it was the weirdest thing I have to tell this story because this is like just such, not even a coincidence. It's so weird. I am referred to Craig for a meeting, for a marketing meeting. And I think I'm going to meet with him for a dinner meeting about how I'm going to help with social media and marketing. And in the course of this meeting, Craig just drops that he works with porn addicts, and it just so well, happened. Because you were working with us with our social media company. Exactly. Which was, yes, yes, yes. It was all part of him talking about what he does. Right. We had a different company before. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so um, then I'm sitting here, and I hear him say this, and he's probably looking at my face thinking, oh, <laughs> shit, I shouldn't have said that. And I'm there sitting we go here again. thinking, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, I can't believe you just brought this up because, lo and behold, a couple months prior, I found out that my boyfriend is a raging, or my ex-boyfriend was a raging porn addict. So it was just like a perfect partnership. And then over the course of the next three years, these two have helped me so much. And we just... Well, Lexi, been you've, been part awesome of our, you've been part of our growth every step of the way. I mean, when we first met, guys, we weren't coaching. You know, we, we, we were mm -hmm. moving into that we had our field. But we yeah. had a social media company. Why? Because I was good at Facebook and how to make some money for the family. <laughs> yeah. Because I got fired. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, because of my compulsive sexual behavior. And at around the time I met Lexi and I started to see like people wanted to work with us and people were interested. And meeting you was kind of an affirmation of our mission. What was it like talking about porn? addiction like like you know this isn't something you shared with your friends i don't recall no. you putting it out on facebook no. and here you are now talking to someone about your own personal problems what was that like opening up for the first time you know it's so funny that you say that because michelle and i were talking about this earlier it was such an awakening for me because it is very embarrassing especially if you're on the opposite side of an addiction it's your partner that has the addiction and you're my age, you're not. Now, how old are you? I'm 23 now, but at this time, I was. Yeah. At the time, I was just turning 21. And we had been dating for over a year at this point. And you had no idea that porn played such a major part in your ex boyfriend's no, life? I had no idea. It wasn't part of your lovemaking, it wasn't part oh, of no, your connecting. It, no, it was, but. Uh, and I'll get to that. I'll talk about how I realized that that was a problem. But when I met you, it was start. I was just having this realization that it was such a problem. And. And to be honest, I was so in the dark. I did not know that this was a problem, let alone this was a problem for people that were my age. I just thought everybody could have sex and it wasn't going to be an issue and it wasn't going to be a big deal. And that is not true for so many people. And I think that's what was just well, is this something? Awakening. Is this something you and your friends, because of what you do, is this something that you now talk about? Have you created a dialogue with people? Because one of the things that I've 
learned about this yes. problem and doing this for as long as we have and being that guy, yeah. you know, who's like talks about compulsive sexual behavior, everybody I talk to has either experienced it themselves, have, have, have seen their the power of their sexuality slip away and, and, and give up that control totally. to pixels, or they know somebody. So your in my generation, porn was not something you talked about. It was not open. It was not. It just, it just it was a dirty, shameful secret that you kept to yourself. You rarely, you didn't even talk about it with your buddies. I mean, it was, that was even kind of embarrassing. Well, what, what I was going to say is that I, I think that um, this, that's the difference in the, the generations and an issue that really needs to be addressed is that porn for the younger generation, for the 21-year-olds, the, the teenagers, the, you know, the whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. that, that, that generation is, um, um, that it's such a commonplace thing that um, everybody's doing it. So it's easy to say, well, everybody's doing it. And should I be bothered by it? I am bothered by it. But well, where's the line that. of let's, me let, being let, bothered let, by let, it? Let, no, let's talk about that. And, and, right. where, what, I, and what is the effect? I, I, what I want to hear about for Lexi is how the norm. I want to understand what it's like being a 23-year-old woman in your world with your friends going to college, meeting boy, meeting young men, connecting, starting relationships, ending relationships. Tell yeah, me that perspective. No, no, no. I, so, okay. So let me start back at your original question. So the dialogue, the starting of the dialogue was so challenging for me because it is embarrassing. And, and I was under the assumption and I was correct that people were going to look at me like I was batshit crazy because when I would bring up to my friends, my boyfriend has a porn addiction everyone would just kind of laugh like what's a porn addiction every dude watches porn i mean that's silly it, i just i think that people still and i still to this day i still get that reaction from your friends from, from women from women and especially from guys that that just don't buy into the fact that it is a serious problem yet behind closed doors i guarantee you they know that it is right. whether it might not be them but I guarantee you they know somebody who's struggling. Well, you, you have women friends. Have uh -huh. they shared with you problems that they've had with their boyfriends? Or are they, you know, one of the things that fascinated me was learning about the number of young men that simply couldn't perform. Well, that's and the issue. And all of a sudden, you've got this, 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 this age group, this fastest growing demographic of young men taking prescription medication for erectile dysfunction is 18 to 24. Italian urologist did a study. Why? Why is that a problem? And then, well, it, 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 it's a compulsive and excessive use of pornography. Um, have any of your friends had experienced something similar to you? No, but I will say it's either that they're embarrassed or they don't want to talk about it. But here's here's something that's important to note. Um, I think that if their boyfriends are struggling with it, it's still like a uh, behind the scenes thing. It's very hard to come to terms with the fact that the person you're dating is watching excessive amounts of porn because like Michelle said in my generation, it's very hard to distinguish if they're just being a normal guy and they're just watching porn or if it's a problem. For me, in my past relationship, the one that I'm speaking about today, um, we dated for four years and how I found out about it was I didn't just walk in on him watching porn. It's I started to... to feel and see the signs. 
Well, so, tell me about those signs. Let's so let, can so, I just so, get really open and yeah, honest? Yeah, so you're, you're, you're listen, that's what this is all about. <laughs> this is the open and honest podcast, and that's what people okay, out there want to hear. Okay, I'm just going to get real. Drop it, sister. It. Okay. Drop it like it's hot. When you're 21 and your boyfriend's 24 and your boyfriend can't get an erection or he can't keep that erection or he cannot ejaculate, you start to panic about what the hell you're doing wrong. Like, my first reaction wasn't, oh, my boyfriend's watching porn. I was thinking in my brain, like, am I not attracted to him? Is there something that's going on? Like, is Or is he not attracted to you? That, no, oh, I'm sorry. That's not yeah. He's not attracted to me. So, so that self-esteem hit. Yes. Oh, my God. It's terrible because, yeah. because we, my generation, like I was just telling you, we didn't even know. I still think so many of us don't even know that it's an, an issue, that your first reaction is to not think, okay, this is not my problem, it's him, he's just watching a lot of porn, you are thinking, shit, what is wrong with me, what's wrong with my body, what's wrong with how I have sex? Well, I will say that that, that is the issue for any generation, because yeah. um, it takes a very, very uh, strong individual, a very educated, well-educated person to say, hey, it's not me, this is what's happening because of sex, and I'm not going to internalize it, and um, uh, that's, a, that's, that, that, that's what I aim to teach women, yeah. right? Um, the, the difference in the two generations is the acceptance of, oh, yeah. um, and the amount of porn and how everybody talks about it. And it's like, everybody's doing it. So when, when we were talking before, I, I, I picked up on, um, one thing that you said that was very, um, important to, 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 that I connected with is when you yeah. said, I felt uncomfortable. What, what, okay, you saw the signs. We'll get back to that. But you, you understood the signs. But then you said you were uncomfortable with should that bother me that he watches so yes. much porn because it is an accepted thing in their generation. Whereas I found with our generation, it's you're watching porn that's, you know, well, yes and no, but that's not okay. Their generation, it's so rampant. Like everybody's just watching well, porn. It, it, that am I allowed to be uncomfortable and not think it's okay? I mean, this, and these expectations on yeah. me sexually because oh, you want me to be a porn star in the bedroom. So, the expectations. So you can't drop that are, without. Let's wait, go there right but, now. Right, but those expectations, expectations are in on, the bedroom. Let's is, talk about that. Is, do I need to live up to that? Let's talk. Let's, let's um, hear that. Because that's from the education that like they're getting. So I'll cover both. Sorry, so I, I have no. No, no, no. Listen, we, we, we are the tangent couple. I'm we sorry. bounce all over the place, but. Um, let, 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 I mean, you can give us, Lexi, kind of a lens into kind of um, at least one person's perspective around yeah. human sexuality and the impact of pornography. And one of the constant refrains we hear from women that we talk to is being asked to perform and engage in acts that, you know, decade ago was like disgusting. Eh, disgusting. Or, or, or simply wasn't part of, of, of a couple's connecting. Or if it was, that's wonderful. No, right, we no, no, we're, no we're, not, we're, not, we're not judging sexuality, but there does seem to be a selfishness about the modern man oh, and this it's young. Oh, it's evolved. It's definitely evolved. All right, tell me about that. Um, okay, so I will say what, to touch on what Michelle said first, I mean, the, really the reason I wanted to come on here in the first place was because I think that there are so many people that are my age and my ex-boyfriend's age that are suffering but are not talking about it because where do we talk about it? Well, they've never people? gotten a healthy sexual education. So totally. we're already starting right there. And you've got a generation, particularly of young men, but young women, young girls, young boys, being raised on pornography. Well, totally. That's what I was going to say. So Their the, first the exposure to porn wasn't 
a National Geographic magazine and seeing the lady with the big <laughs> neck things and her boobs hanging out or a Sears catalog in the bra ads or even a Playboy or a magazine, mm -hmm. it is hardcore, right, so, graphic, so, in many cases, degrading disturbing. pornography. Yeah. So we go from very little, very little, no education to this other extreme where the education is is Strictly the media porn. right the, well the media and porn which uh -huh. is so sexualized it's like it's like that Carl Ju Carl's Jr commercial that I still can't get out of my mind where she's eating this burger and I swear she's having sex with it on the hood of a car <laughs> What does that have to do with a burger? Listen, but that's if it was what, an In-N-Out burger, okay. maybe, but not Carl Jr. Okay. <laughs> but but the, this is the um, and and the acceptance and the the, the just commonplaceness um, that porn plays a part in every young boy's life. That this is the education that they're now getting, which is having harmful effects. Okay, so let's just talk about this. Let's just talk about first of all how part of how I knew that something was completely fucked up with his sex was that obviously the physical hardships that he was having, but also just like how he would have sex. He, I didn't realize it at first cause I just thought, Oh, he's just being like a normal 24 year old guy. But the truth was prior to him, I'd never had sex like that ever in my life. And what does that mean? So he would, it was like, I came to realize he was acting as if we were in a Porn shoot, and that I was expected to say the things that you're hearing in porn. I was expected to act like that and just be degraded. It was never intimate. It was never like there was never a connection. And never like about you either. Never that's one me, thing no. that's you know like I I, I I I posted this on Twitter. Like, you remember the days of Barry White? You know, we're yeah. pleasing your woman. Um, and, and I'm generalizing and stereotyping, but just bear with me. It was like a sense of pride. And now it's... Well, it, today, it, 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 today it, it, sex it, it, is... Michelle and I were talking about this before the show started, too. Sex was today, now. It's penis and vagina. One of you is going to come. It's typically going to be the guy. And then that's going to be it. That's how you define successful sex. And that's so not true because you're leaving out... First of all, you're leaving out your girlfriend getting off or your wife getting off. But then you're also leaving out all the stuff that happens before the foreplay, the intimacy, just the connection, the non penetrative sex stuff. And that was just not important in an addict's world. And at least in the world that I was involved in, because that stuff didn't matter. That was too much effort. It didn't contribute to the dirty, nasty type of sex he wanted to have, where he would just, you know, want to just come on my face all the time. And I just didn't realize that that was not normal. I just thought, he's 24, this is what it is. And so I just went with it. But the more that time went on and the more gross his requests got, the more I realized, this is really fucked up. This is not okay. This is not normal. But like Michelle was saying, the thing is, is I struggled with so badly with deciding if I was allowed to be upset about the fact that my boyfriend was watching porn because everybody in my generation does it. And it's everywhere you look. It's in the movies. It's in the commercials. It's in media in every form. And porn is so accessible because it's just free that I didn't know if I was allowed to be upset. I thought, oh, I'm being a prude. I'm asking too much that my boyfriend doesn't watch porn. It's not really realistic to ask him not to do that. But that's that's not true. But I think that's part of the issue is that it's a big part of the issue is yeah. you are taught 
you know, or you have learned through whatever these channels are, are you even allowed to be upset about it? Are you allowed to own what you feel and it being equally as important to the yeah. other person? And so to me, it's not as much of an issue on whether you're watching porn or not watching porn. It's how this whole thing is being perceived and like, like girls, young girls, like, well, that's, that's normal. Well, that may be normal for this couple that they both enjoy that, but it's okay if that's not what you want to do. And you should not be able Absolutely. you should not be, you know, the message shouldn't be that that's what women do. There's my, so I right? many more yeah. ways to have, there's so many more ways to have sex. Well, where, where do people, where do, where do you, where do you learn this stuff? I mean, you know, before people get into this dark place, right? Cause it's not being taught in our churches. It's not being yeah. taught in most of our schools. Um, you know, thank God for the internet because people all over the world can find us, you know, at the mindfulhabit.com plug, www.themindfulhabit.com. Yeah. Um, but, but, but seriously, it's like, you know, some people talk to me and they're like, oh my God, I've never talked to anybody about this. I take these calls for granted. I get calls from guys every day and, and, and women and they're like, oh my God, like you're talking about this problem. Like, yeah. like, like I talk about getting a cup of coffee and they're blown away by that. And I, and I, and I sometimes take for granted how open we've been about it, this yeah. group here, because it's what we do. Um, but the, um. But the, the shame and secrecy is such a problem. Okay, we have to acknowledge the fact that I know that I know that what you say is correct about like early exposure to porn online is like eight, nine years old. But when we the messages really start hitting us about how we are supposed to act and behave from just general media, movies, music, TV, women especially, and guys just are getting these messages about the type of like lovers were supposed to be. And it's not, it, it's all very one dimensional. It's all the same. It's very like, you just, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just all, it has those very like soft core porn undertones. And media constantly leaves out the fact that you can be intimate and vulnerable and make love. And then you can also have, you know, dirty, fun, sex like the, you and that could be variety. making love too that yeah, that, that totally. doesn't that, that that's making love too it's it, it's just that it's just finding it's a, a respect balance. it's a respect and a balance though between two people and a communication and and this is what i like what do you like where can we both experiment but have the ability to say no i don't like that and so, move on to something else and so and 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 then build your sexual um life and energy together as opposed to um having it this way in your mind and then I'm not getting so my words this out is right. What the you know what issue is. This is what the issue is. People my age don't know how to come to that conclusion. We don't know how to have those conversations with partners. We don't know how to explore many those people, different... Many people don't regardless of their age. True. Well, that, Especially yeah, people my age. That, that's the gift that I think this hypersexualized puritanical schizophrenic culture that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, it for, th th this porn problem is forcing us... Schizophrenic means yeah, we, we, we grow word, we grow from a puritanical sexualized culture from our religious roots. Oh, yeah. um, sex is dirty and disgusting, and you save it for someone you love or a various iteration. Mm -hmm. It's certainly not talked I mean, even in schools. Getting evidence based sexual education is not the norm in most states in, in the United States versus you know some of the more progressive places in Europe. So you've got this puritanical sex is dirty and disgusting, um, and then. 
On the other side, you've got a hypersexualized media using sex to sell us everything from hamburgers to perfume. I mean, perfume ads are oh, just God, crazy and ridiculous. Those are even to worse than the hamburger. The porn oh, yeah. industry now being accessible on every major device and every you know anybody who has access to the internet. And so it's that 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 contrast and that there's a collision right now, and that collision is impacting lives in a deep, so deep, deep way and forcing us to ask these questions and and, and and it brought us here to a place where we're now talking about it in an open way saying, hey, what does healthy sexuality look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, something that um, struck me also that uh, when Lexi and I were talking um, before the show was your view on um, or the your experience with um, peers with infidelity. Oh, yeah. It's all interconnected. So... When you have all these messages, these porn messages, these, and, and I want to just, I want to clarify, it's, it was hard for me to come on the show because I know out there that people are, the first knee-jerk reaction when people hear like a young woman talk about this is she's just a prude. And that's why I wanted to come on here because sex is awesome and it's, and I'm not a prude and I don't think so many of these people going through this are, are like, like what? nervous and, and, and shy about sex. But what the problem is, is the line is so blurred that we have to be able to be critical of this and still be open about it and not worry about, you know, what people are going to think. You know what I find interesting is that what her reaction of being nervous to come on the show and what my mm. reaction of being open was, her react, her reality is, I'm going to be viewed as a, pr this is a perfect example. Her reality perfect example. is, yeah, and, yeah, I, and yeah, I'm yeah. a little go. floored. Go, 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 um, go, go, her, go. I'm going to be viewed as a prude and I'm going to be judged, right? Mm -hmm. um, my reaction, because when you were, when you were talking how nervous you were, I was like, welcome to my world, you know? Yeah. Um, but my reaction is very different. Nobody's going to think I'm a prude. People are going to think that I'm crazy for even standing by a man who has cheated on me. And why would you ever do that? And how could you go out and, and air your dirty laundry? And you're insane. And I'm going to judge you because you must be weak. Two very different responses. And that shows this example very... Okay, um, so that, that is was... a prime example of what especially women are getting inundated with. We have to be all things all the time. And so that's part of what Michelle was saying. It's like, in part... You were expected to just be totally accepting of the people that we're dating or our husbands no, or whatever that they're their stuff. We have to we have to don't be so prudish. If porn is normal. This is fine. You need to just be okay with this. You need to like open up a little bit. And then the other side of things are, well, how dare you? How could you stand with a man that disrespected you like this? And how could you even talk about it? How do you even? Right. Yeah, exactly. And so I, you're supposed to deal with it and shut up. And I wouldn't say that my generation is deal with it and, and shut up. It's don't deal with it. Um, the, you you should never deal with it because. Um, well, because you, you have you to prioritize say, your sexual health. Okay. It is an important part of our lives. It is one of the most powerful forces in human nature from an evolutionary perspective, a biological one, a romantic one, a spiritual one, if that's your flavor. Yeah. And, 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 and we have to talk about it. Okay. But, but, you know, but just going back really quickly to that infidelity piece, yeah. you said that the people you know, people... They're in a relationship, they're unhappy, and then they just go, and they, 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 cheating is a very, it's not like a, oh, 
yeah, I think I think the thing that sucks is so you have all this porn stuff going on and you're being influenced with that and you're supposed to be okay with all that stuff. And then um, on the other hand of it, we are constantly, my generation specifically, is getting these messages 24-7 about what marriage is going to look like. I think people who are my age want to get married because that's just what you do. And that's, and I think some people aspire to it. I think a lot of people do, but the message we get about porn is your sex is going to be good for like 10 years and then you're going to get bored and your wife isn't going to be able to please you. And she's going to let herself go after kids and her kids are going to be more important. And then the husband is going to be left out. And so he's either going to start watching porn constantly or he's going to go out and cheat. And that's just what everybody does. And so you have to be okay with it because that's, that's what marriage looks like. And that sucks because why would anybody want to aspire to get married or have a committed relationship? Well, and layer on top of that, you've got a divorce rate approaching 50% in most states. So, oh, you know, yeah. there, there, there's a, um, a number of groups out there. And, you know, the, the porn issue is so complicated because you've got, on one hand, the sex positive community talking about the freedom of sexuality for people to find the different niches that interest them, gives them a place for healthy expression. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the um, feminist. Um, you well, know, those, are those are really tied in together. You've got those two splits in the feminist camp. One is where porn is empowering. One is where it's clearly disempowering. Um, so how do you reconcile some of that stuff? Because I consider you open, progressive, um, and, and a feminist, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, and so, so, absolutely. so, how do you tie all those two together? Well, okay, that it's such a good question because I, I really had to sit with this, and I think if I had never dated someone who had a serious porn addiction coupled with his manic, unregulated bipolar, I probably would have said. Um, everybody should have the freedom to do whatever they want. If you want to watch porn, I'm not going to stop you. It is very empowering, um, this, this freedom to choose. And I still stand by the fact that I would never work to completely eradicate porn because I do feel like freedom of speech is so, so important, even though I hate porn. So that's very, very hard for me to reconcile with. But I will say now after... There is a lot of people in porn who made the choice to do it, but the problem is, is we don't know who that is. We don't know the women in these, these videos who are choosing it and who are forced to do it. And trust me, I've watched your interview with Jesse Rogers. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, there's so many things. Well, it's that issue porn. of consent. Or who exactly. have chosen to do it and then say, you know what? This is now uncomfortable. I don't like this. No, and there can be. Or yeah. had no other options. The right. lines of consent are There's economic super coercion blurred. just as much yeah, as there's yeah. physical coercion. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the average lifespan, I read this statistic, and you, you know, when I, when I talked to um, porn star Jesse Rogers, and if those of you out there yeah. who haven't seen that powerful interview that I did, um, Jesse Rogers was a fam uh, famous porn star. She left the industry and talked about her abuse and how she reconciled in herself doing some of those things that we're talking about right now. That was her niche, that violent, aggressive pornography and the impact that that had on her as a human being. You can check that out on our YouTube channel. 
the mindful habit, but the average lifespan for a young star, and they don't even call them stars anymore, in the industry they're referred to as porn girls, six, six months, is right? like six months versus three years, yeah. um, a number of years ago. So you're seeing kind of a life cycle and you're seeing the commoditization of our sexuality with the different niches and, and, and just really um, the business is entirely for profit. I just and, have, and there's a, that's a, there's a, I have a problem with that. I have to say that I, of aside from the abuse, aside from like the coercion and the abuse and the drugs and stuff that happens within porn, my biggest issue is just what it is teaching the guys and the girls that we're dating. That's it. it the message is just influencing people in a way that is so shitty because that's not how real sex is. Oh, and what? and when you have to when you have to have sex like that, sorry, but when you have to have sex like that and and your boyfriend is asking you to bark like a dog and is like like spitting on you and doing just disgusting things, that's when you have to take a step back and be like, I'm not fine with how this is impacting my sex life. And this I'm connection, not, this I'm connection, this union, it. whatever it might look like isn't 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 enriching you? And, isn't making and, you better? Isn't and, isn't making the connection deeper? Between well, and, two and people, even yeah. if it's not to that extreme, right? Because not everybody might be exhibiting it in that way. But if you are, you know, it, just that I don't know what I'm trying to say, but well, just that if there there should be a beautiful place of consent, and this is what I like. This is what you a, a place to compromise. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, just a, a, I think we need to redefine our sexuality, redefine healthy sexuality, um, fun in sexuality, connection, intimacy. Um, but we all, I think as a society, need to start redefining healthy sexuality. And consent. So, and con because I can that's tell part you, of healthy no, that, exactly. is, that is the biggest part of healthy I can sexuality. tell you that I was never asked if I was okay to do half the stuff that I had to do in my last relationship. It was just expected. And I'm not saying that I'm, there was no like, physical forced sex, right. but there also, let's just get that out of the way, but there also wasn't, hey, are you comfortable with me sitting on your face? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So I, I think you're so right. I think there has to be a complete radical redefinition and relearning experience about what like just normal, happy, healthy, good sex looks like. So, and, and you're so right. Now you coming on this show, what did you want? to what is oh, for you yeah. the perp like you wanted to be here what well, did, what, what are what are what do you want to tell people like, i what just are, i want what's people, your message i want people in my position to know that you're not crazy it's okay to be upset if the person you're with is struggling um in that area because they're choosing porn over you it's um and you're talking to your friends right now. I'm I just want to yeah. put this in perspective because yeah. your friends are going to listen. You've yeah. got a you know active following on Twitter. You, you, you're you're very popular on Facebook with your buddies. They're going to see this. Yeah. So what what message do you have for them? Um, for the young women that you're talking to, um, to to kind of even bring a little more specific to what Michelle said. What is your message for your friends who are listening and saying what is Lexi doing to be okay with what you want with your sex and if that is not what your partner wants it's okay to say i'm not comfortable with this i don't like it and i i want to try something else and you don't have to you don't have to change like what you're comfortable with sexually to keep your partner happy 
And if you're not happy with something, you can use your voice to say it. I spent four years being petrified of being open with my ex-boyfriend because I thought that it was going to ruin our relationship. And I look back and I just think there were so many wasted opportunities and time where I could have just said, I hate what we're doing. I'm not happy. Um, this is, it's ruining my life and it's ruining my emotional and mental health. And I want to sit down and talk about how we can change it. And so I just think that if you're out there and you feel like there are signs that your partner is, is watching excessive amounts of porn or, or doing stuff that you're not comfortable with, just you can say something. It's okay. Open up the dialogue. Open up to dialogue. And Lexi, we want you back. This was a great interview. Thank you so much for coming. You're very brave. It's not like no, you're not. Seriously. Yeah, no. To to be able to talk about this and to um, elevate this dialogue for um, so all important. of us is so important. I want to commend your bravery. Thank you for coming on. Look forward to having you on again, and uh, so grateful for your openness and honesty. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bye, everybody. We'll catch you on the flip side. Love you all. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check us out at themindfulhabit.com. If you need help, get it. Um, that's what I'm here for. We have an online program and some very powerful one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, so if you are struggling to control your sexuality, um, please, please, please reach out and do not suffer in silence. Well, not only that, I want to say one last thing before you hang up. Did you hang up? No. Okay, one last thing. And as a woman and a partner, um, we also need support and we need help because we need help to realize that we, we, me, you, we as women can control our own happiness. And that there's a place for us in this, in this healing process. There is. And, and so. we all can grow. We all can um, change and we, we can find our happiness. So there you go. Boom. Yo, this one goes out to sex, afflictions, and addictions. Oh, yeah. We tell you how to survive and thrive, to restore intimacy and love to your life, to overcome porn and sex addiction. Ain't no easy task, man, it's a mission. But tune in and take a listen, and we'll teach you how to get back to living. Responsibility and integrity for that mindfulness and positive energy. Tune in to Sex Afflictions and Addictions at Spreaker.com slash user slash sex addiction.